You are now tuned into the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 57 of the Lunch Break Podcast. Podcast where true sales pros go to share their stories. My name is James Bodden, and today's guest is incredibly monumental for two reasons. One, he's the first person that's ever been on this podcast that knew me all the way back, dating back to ninth grade. Two, He's the first person that I've had come on this podcast that isn't necessarily a traditional salesperson, but he definitely understands what it means to build real relationships with clients and grow a thriving business, which essentially is what all of us as sales professionals are trying to do. So Greg Martinez, founder of Elevate Fitness Community, joins me for episode 57 and we dive into how he got started in sales. You know, um, Greg has a very interesting story and you'll hear some of the hardships that he went through, some of the lessons, hard lessons that he learned and how he turned his life around. I mean, quite literally turned his life around and became somebody focused on positivity, focused on health and wellness. And he shares all of his insights with us in this episode. It's fantastic. If you don't have time to listen to the entire thing right now, Greg serves up a snack break sales tip for us to digest. Take a listen. Stop asking people for stuff and start giving people stuff, right? You, in order to have a business that's above everybody, like you have to do things that are above everybody, right? Mm. Everybody's asking for shit. So whatever your product is, whatever your business is, like provide, like if you're in car sales, like help people figure out how to get the best damn price for their car. Mm-hmm. If you're a loan officer, like come out with tips that help people get prepared before they buy a house, right? Because we all know what the headaches are of, you know, when they want to figure out like what my grandma gave me like 15 <laughs> years ago, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. as a birthday present or something. So, <laughs> you know, you got to separate yourself. And in this day and age with the cesspool of stuff that we've been going on, like you got to rise above it. You got to sow good seeds. You got to give stuff to people. And the one thing I can guarantee is if you have something of value, people will come to you guaranteed. I'm living proof of it. And so are countless other people who are doing the same thing. A fantastic snack break sales tip from the founder of Elevate Fitness Community, Greg Martinez. More of this to come in this episode, folks. So if you're here with me, let's lock in. And I hope you enjoy episode number 57 of the Lunch Break Podcast with Greg Martinez. All right, folks, James Bodden here. And this is a very, very special episode for me, guys. Uh, Episode number, where are we at here? Number 57. And today's guest is a little bit out of the norm for a couple of reasons. One, he's the only person that I've had on this podcast that has known me since I was in ninth grade <laughs> and he's laughing <laughs> and we're laughing because we know how ridiculous we were back then. And two, um, he is, is not somebody 
uh, that you might expect to have on here because he's not a what you would call a regular salesperson. He owns his own business. He's doing his own thing. So for all of those reasons, I'm super excited to welcome Greg Martinez, founder of Elevate Fitness Community here on the Lunch Break Podcast. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Yes, sir. It's an absolute pleasure. I can't tell you uh, how hyped I was when you first presented the idea about being on the podcast, right? Just it's like a christening of some sort. Right? You're on a podcast, it, it sounds pretty official, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the next step. Well, you know, to be honest with you, man, I saw you out there doing your own thing and on Instagram and, and, and building a following and, um, you know, <clears throat> anytime, I mean, what this podcast to me is a place for, for people that are, you know, on a journey, right? They're trying to figure some shit out. They're trying to, to get to that next level. Uh, and that, that's what you're doing, man. Sure. So, um, I'm going to start this thing off the way I start all of these off. Uh, Greg, tell us how you got started on this journey of, of founding your own fitness community. I'd say pretty, uh, pretty heavy question. And, um, definitely goes pretty deep into my, uh, personal ethos, so to say. But, um, you know, growing up, I was always, uh, pretty insecure. Uh, I hit it pretty well, um, but I never really had any uh, personal belief in myself. Uh, I didn't like the way I looked. I was skinny. I thought I had fat legs. Sounds It's funny now, but like... <laughs> no, it's days, real. Like these were just things that were always in my head. Uh, I just didn't like myself, right? So, you know, unfortunately, at a young age, right? You know, not super young, right? But like, you know, middle school, high school, I started getting into drugs and you know, smoke a little weed, drink beer. And then eventually, you know, in high school, I tried pills and stuff like that. And what I thought at the time was awesome because, you know, when you don't like yourself and then you find something that numbs all of those feelings, it was like the next best thing since sliced bread, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was an escape. Exactly. And mm. so <clears throat> what I've come to understand is I'm an all-in kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I went all in in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, so one thing led to another. You know, my life eventually, I mean, I should be dead. I'm really fortunate to be alive because I really pushed that threshold pretty bad because it was just, it was awesome. I didn't have to feel the things I was feeling. You know, I thought it was good. What I thought I had control over eventually took complete control of my life and uh it was a scary place you know i put my friends you know through a lot of hell i put my family through a lot of hell uh i put myself through an unnecessary amount of pain but honestly i don't know if i would be here right now talking to you about my company if i hadn't experienced the things that i did because one bad situation i say that with my uh, hand quotation <laughs> yeah uh, led to another one but ultimately it led me to some really good stuff and so you know my drug addiction took me down some even darker roads right but you know eventually as i was getting myself together you know fitness was like my way to get my foot in the door to feel better about myself right you know you just naturally you feel good your thoughts are a little bit better you know, aesthetically, I put on a little bit of muscle mass, right? You know, I just, 
it kind of creates that synergistic momentum towards the good. Yeah. And so it helped me sort of deal with what really led to my insecurities and my drug addiction. And, you know, I come across some really awesome people along the way that kind of presented life to me a little bit different. You know, I think one of the best piece of advice that I ever received was said, you know, Greg, everybody has an advantage, right? And especially each individual, because your, your eyes are your eyes and you can only see the world through your own eyes. So you have an advantage over everybody, but at the same time, it doesn't make you better than anybody. And it's about mixing confidence with humility. And so Mm. That is something for me that I hold very dear to my heart. I mean, I've done enough stupid things where <laughs> I don't even have any room to judge anybody if I did. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it's just, it's just transformed my life. Like fitness, when, you know, people say, you know, fitness getting in shape, like really fitness saved my life, you know, because it helped me deal with these issues. And so, once I, you know, got myself together, you know, feeling better about myself, making better decisions, I was like, you know, this is something that I think would be awesome to do for other people. Yeah. So in 2012, right, I started working at O2 Fitness, which was uh, my first training job. It was quite an experience. Uh, yeah. Definitely uh, corporate gym life is quite interesting, I'll say. About <laughs> yeah. As diplomatic as I could say that. But um. <laughs> So I actually got to the point where I was super burnt out and I really kind of took the, I did, I worked there for about two and a half years, almost three years. Uh, I was going to quit. I got my real estate license. Um, I didn't want to sell real estate, but I didn't want to work for that company anymore. And so I actually passed my real estate exam working 40 hours a week, going to school nine to five Saturday and Sunday. I passed everything the first damn shot. We just had my daughter. My mm. wife was going through a hard time. Like I had one shot. And yeah. like I said, I'm an all in kind of guy. You know, once I put my head to something, like I'm like a pit bull. It's mm -hmm. like I will not stop until I get it. And I'm thankful I understand that now because that almost killed me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learn learn where to direct that energy, right? So lifetime, um, one of the trainers at O2 let go was referred over to Lifetime, and then he referred all of us. So from about 2015 up until about uh, January of 15, up until about October of last year, 2019, I was doing personal training, nutrition coaching, and metabolic testing for Lifetime, which metabolic testing is, uh, I'm sure you've seen people wearing the mask or they run on the treadmill. Yeah, uh, we also do like basal metabolic testing, which is like basically how many calories does it take to support your true metabolism? Like, you know, mm. sometimes the formulas can be right, but a lot of times they're not. It just really me metabolic testing for me is something I really appreciate because it cuts all the guessing out of it. And it takes people's fitness into a more individualized approach to help people get their results faster. And, you know, it's a lot of cool science. And so. You know, but Lifetime was a really great company. You know, they gave me a chance, which I was really thankful of. Um, but at the same time, you know, it got to a point where, for one, I didn't want to move up in the company. And two, I just, I'm not a corporate kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, since I left there, things have been nuts. But, you know, and then on top of that, like I do investing in the stock market. I do options trading. 
and as well as buy stock. And my investing mentor hit me with a quote that ultimately, I mean, it's why I started my business. You know, he said, I was talking to class and he said, you know, broke people retire. He said, wealthy people never stop working. They just don't have jobs. Mm. So when he said that, man, it really, really hit me right in the feels because you know, my whole purpose of investing was to make enough money so I could just quit lifetime. And I'm 33, right? And I know I have a lot to give and that's incredibly selfish, right? I mean, all the people's lives that I can make a direct impact on, I was sidelining that because I just wanted to quit that damn place. You know what I mean? So when he said that, it really, I mean, it really, Really brought things back to earth. I mean, last year at one point I tried to work a sales job for like three months doing business to business sales. And we just came to terms with each other that like, you know, I didn't want to be there. And I just, you know, I could I have made it work. Yeah, I think I could have, but my heart wasn't in it. Right. And when your heart's not in something, you just go through the motions. You don't really give something a true effort as if like what I'm doing right now, because this is my heart, right? It's what changed my life. I know the power of what fitness can do. Yeah. So I left Lifetime. I got in this guy's course, this guy, Will Nelson. Um, he does like online marketing and stuff like that. And his approach to sales is phenomenal, right? Like everybody is asking for stuff. Buy my stuff. Buy my stuff. Well, his approach is all about just show up and show value. Mm. Give to people when they don't ask you for anything and give them good stuff that's going to help them. And then who do you think they're coming to when they want something back in return? They're coming to the person that gave them without asking anything back because everybody wants stuff these days. Yeah. I mean, you go on Facebook, there's 40 million fitness gurus, there's 40 million people trying to sell you products, buy my stuff, right? And there's very few people that are saying, here, just take this, you know, take this uh, blessing, right? And do something positive with it. Yeah. And so what's been incredible is like, you know, his model was called authority attraction. Right. And it's mm. just, and I love it because it's so true. I mean, I've literally spent $60 on ads. I've gotten one metabolic test from it, which, you know, gave me four times my return back. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, I can't even take new clients right now. Like if I, if I have to take people now, it's virtual coaching, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm getting ready to launch. But, you know, what do you want to call it? Karma, sowing good seeds, you know, doing the right thing. You bless people, you get blessed back. Whatever you want to phrase it on, you're putting positivity out there and you're getting things back, right? And I think the beauty of it is you're just not asking for anything in return. Like, I have my Facebook group. I almost have 620 people in it. It's been open up for about almost four months now, right? And that's my way of constantly putting out videos, just educating people. You know, every now and then I'll make plugs for myself, um, you know, for my business, or, you know, if I see people kind of asking a little bit more in-depth questions, I'll hop on calls with people. And ultimately, my number one goal always is these people have to leave this call or this meeting with me with something that they can take away, right? Mm. If the only thing they took away was hey greg wants to sell me something like that's a problem to me that goes back into the original uh cesspool of you know sales because like sales is kind of grimy you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. i think as people we have to rise above that and that's mm -hmm. why i named my group elevate fitness community or my company 
is because that's what it's about. It's not like, yes, it's look good, right? Look in the mirror, smile at yourself, right? Feel good, you know what I mean? Have confidence. But that's just two thirds of the picture. Like where I see it is exercise is a vehicle to increase mental discipline, right? Mm. Because if you have mental discipline, I don't care what you're trying to accomplish, you will not quit until you get done what you want to get done. So it's way bigger than just picking things up and putting them down because discipline equals freedom, right? And I know that's not my quote, right? That's <laughs> the damn truth. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and it's so funny because, you know, for whatever reason, I think uh, the profession of being like a sale or a fitness trainer at, at a place like Lifetime sometimes doesn't always get looped in with like being a sales professional and having a sales career for whatever reason. I'm not sure why, but it's definitely the same shit. I work with a guy now who was at Lifetime for like five years and he does what I do. Um, and it's the same concept. But I think what's interesting about your particular journey is um, so much of the things that you've said, like showing up and not, you know, showing up to a call and, and your main goal is to just leave that call with a positive impression and um, not necessarily to have sold anything or to have gotten off your pitch, right? And, 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 and um, you know, those same principles, if applied on the B2B side, right? Business to business, it's that you, you get the same results, right? I mean, people are people through and through, no matter if you're talking about their health or some tool that you're trying to sell them, that's going to make their job easier. And, you know, one thing that I hear all the time when I talk to people about their journeys is, the the profession of sales, you know, this, this idea that you can provide a service to somebody that's valuable and then they give you money for it essentially um, tends to attract people that have been through some shit, right? Because there's not a huge barrier to entry, right? It's not like you got to go to school for eight years to become a sales guy. Mm -hmm. Like you can just like walk up in the mall and, hope they don't do a background check, you know, and probably get it, and, you know, like, and get yeah, a job. I'm screwed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like, you know, uh, it, it's just, and so inherently, um, people from all different walks of life end up getting involved in selling something. Um, and it's so cool to hear, you know, kind of from the get go, because this, I mean, you know, I've seen it in my career. I've done it a little bit in my career, but a lot of people get complacent and a lot of people don't have that same level of self-awareness that you had to realize, A, um, I'm going to try something new, right? I'm not happy where I'm at. I've identified these different reasons why I'm not happy and I'm going to go try something new that I've never done before, like leaving training to go do B2B sales. I'm also not going to be afraid to identify as quickly as possible that this ain't for me. I'm not, you know, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> you know, and and um and that I need to do something else, right? I mean, I think there's so much fear around that process, fear of being um labeled a job hopper, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm I need to stick somewhere for a year just 
for the resume sake, or I need to stick someplace for two years because they're willing to pay me a decent salary. And I'm afraid that if I leave, I won't find another job. Right. I mean, I, I, uh, I experienced that for a long time. So, you know, was it, was it your experiences earlier in life going through all that shit and learning all those like major life lessons that it, I mean, a lot of people don't learn what you learned before you were 23 until they're like, on their deathbed, like over the course of their entire life, they accumulate these lessons. <laughs> it's like you were just delivered all of them all at once, right? I was so, put on the uh, I was put on the fast track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were on the you were on the accelerator plan, right? So, you know, do you attribute going through that and and just having a different mindset to your ability to not be afraid of being a job hopper or trying something new or being honest with yourself about whether or not you were passionate about what you were doing. Cause that takes balls, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it really does. You know, I think, um, with the social media phones, technology, like it's very easy to distract yourself mm. and essentially, you know, psychology <clears throat> is a large part of fitness. Right. And if you're not careful, right, your mind will do as much as it possibly can to keep you complacent. So you don't change. Right. And I think, you know, just having to be honest with yourself is so critical, right? Because everybody has something to offer, right? And I remember, I love Les Brown, right? The uh, motivational speaker. Oh, yeah. Love Les. And I think he says, you know, a lot of people, there's some sort of quote he says where people will have their heart attack, you know, Monday morning at 8 a.m. before they go to work. And I remember going to clock in at Lifetime and I was talking to a lady, she's like head of the janitorial services, you know, really nice lady. And I was like, Hey, how you doing? And she goes, it's not Friday at 5 PM. And like that really hit me because I just thought to myself, like, damn, like I cannot live a life like I can't, you know what I mean? And then you start kind of, it's easy to get into that spiral of, you know, complacency or mediocrity right there's a lot of mediocre people out there and it's a choice like you choose to be mediocre and or you choose to be striving towards something and there is no middle ground yeah like another great book uh that i got uh my investing mentor recommend us was the slight edge right you know it's you're going straight you're going straight you start veering off right and then you're either exponentially getting better or worse and like you know, and that kind of ties back to <clears throat> my past because, you know, a lot of people don't really know what kind of life is waiting for them. Mm. You know, you know, if you get off track, yes, you could become an alcoholic, you could become, you know, depressed, you know, do drugs. I don't know. I mean, it just, it can get endlessly bad, right? Yeah. But I know what's waiting for me. Like, and in a very real way. Yes. And I keep, my past like it happened two days ago i'm not stuck in it but at the same time i keep it fresh in the back of my mind because it always keeps me hungry it always keeps me grinding i mean like the fact that i know that i probably should be dead and i'm not lets me know that i'm fortunate right but it also lets me know like i got a purpose and now that i know my purpose i know i'm in my element like you know, I'm a firm believer in doing um, affirmations, 
you know, visualizations. Like I have alarm on my phone for 8 a.m. and 10 p.m. Like I try to hit both of them. Sometimes, you know, maybe I see the alarm and I might do it a couple hours later. But like, you know, it's one thing to work hard, but it's another thing to envision what you want. And I feel like, like you know, I think sometimes people get carried away with the whole law of attraction. Like I'm just going to think of Lamborghini. Oh, shit. Yeah. Boom. You know, the Lambo is going to be in my driveway. All right. <laughs> Yay. There it but, is. Yeah. Like you have to, you got to put the work in towards your goals and then bring them to you at the same time. Like it's not magic, but at the same time, there's something there that I don't think we can really put our hands on. So, mm. so when you wrap all that up together and you understand like, okay, this is where I've been. This is what I've made it through. Like when I think about what I've actually made it through and, and the situations I've been in and I actually better myself in those situations, like I'm not trying to sound cocky, but like what the hell can stop me? <laughs> yeah. now? And that doesn't mean that like, you know, I'm the bionic man, you know, I have my highs, I have my lows, but in situations where I should have been dead, I wasn't. And in situations where I should have been broken, I got better. And I'm going to tell you what, that is, I don't even know how to put in words how, like it gives me goosebumps now, just like talking about it, how empowering it is to be able to just press through things. Because, you know, I'm sure you've seen those memes where it's like, you know, success and it's got like, you know, a ladder going over the spike pit and <laughs> in this pit and up this mountain, like success is brutal. Yeah. You know, the top is lonely, right? You know, not a lot of people are willing to sacrifice what you have to, but the beautiful thing about it is like when you're doing it for yourself and when you're doing something you love, it's, it's not as big of a deal in your head as you make it out to be. Like, you know, I train people like, you know, sometimes I have eight, nine hours a day of training people, you know, come home, try to make sure I at least get some time with my daughter, right? You know, I've gotten much better about, you know, cause it's easy to get wrapped up in the grind, you know, make time for my wife, yep. you know, she falls asleep earlier and then I'll get back out here in my office. And, you know, like before we hopped on the this call right now, I'm designing business cards that I'm going to use to pass out for free assessments, right. To just help build up my clientele. Like, you know, at nighttime I'm designing routines for my clients, but like, yeah, it's work, but when you're doing it for yourself, it just, it, it's work, but it's not, it's, it's really something incredible. Yeah, no. And I mean, I think you're, it's so, you know, for anybody listening, um, you know, it's obvious you're passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. That passion leads you to be able to do more inside of it just because you're naturally kind of invigorated by the work itself. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's funny because in my mind, I, I hear a lot of people say, well, yeah, that's cool, but I don't have that passion. I don't have that thing that I can get fired up about. But if I look at like you and I growing up, like we didn't have that at all. Right. I mean, it was just like day to day, <laughs> you know, like we weren't thinking about shit other than like what Nothing. next thing we were going to get into. Right. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's, and, and then really, uh, to, to, to obviously be your friend and, and see you go through things. You've been such an inspiration to me personally, because, yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you just said, right? It's, I was, I was uh, broken, but I got back up, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I fucked up and I'm and and I came out of it, right? And that's only a testament to the choices that you made, that's the right. attitude that you employ, mm-hmm. right? And and um I mean, I'll never forget. I talked to you right after you were kind of getting over all of it, right? And you were in such like you were in a better mental spot than I was because we were what, like 21, 22, 23, you know, trying to figure shit out. Um, and I remember taking inspiration from you saying, damn, man, you know, this guy's just gone through something that uh, could have easily broken yeah. him and beaten him down. And, 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 but you totally took it and ran with it. And for, for people that are, again, thinking, well, I don't have that one passion. I don't have that thing that I've found that I can build a business around. Well, I I would encourage you to just kind of realize what you keep saying. Everybody's got something. You have a something. Yeah. You have something to offer and it doesn't have to come in the form of a business necessarily. It could be, um, I mean, some of the favorite people that I ever meet are like, the 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 cat like the customer service person at like food lion that is just killing her job like she is just doing the damn thing and anytime i run across somebody like that i like to try and talk to them right and the last time i did this she was an older lady she was working customer service at food lion and she was just like really into her job she was obviously making everybody's day better you know And that's special to see. You don't really see that, especially in a job that most people would say, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm only getting paid eight bucks an hour or whatever. And so I asked her, I was like, so how do you, like, where does this come from? Right? Like, where does this, and she was like, well, I just, my thing is I just love making people smile. I just love, and it's something small that, that she's found that gives her energy in life that she can put into whatever she's doing, right? It may not be exactly what she wants to do. Um, and your story is similar, right? You haven't always been doing exactly what you wanted to do, but you know that seed was planted and you just kind of have moved things out of your way to be able to create a, a life where, you know, for you, it's like, I don't wanna have to clock in and be waiting for Friday, right? I wanna run my own thing. And, and again, Every, you know, every successful person I've had on here, you know, people that have, that are millionaires and have sold tons of books. And it's, it's so much about their self-awareness. Like they had the wherewithal to be able to step back and look at themselves and say, okay, I'm doing this right now. How can I take this to the next level? How can I optimize? How can I get better? Right. And I think that's such a, just a key component in, in growth in general. Right. Um, when I think about what you do, you know, and how you help people, you know, fitness is a lot of, and and being physically active is a lot of the times, um, tied in with sales, right? So Mm -hmm. sales guys, you know, love to, you know, I was an ex athlete, I hurt my shoulder and now I'm a sales bro you know, and, um, super aggressive and, and, you know, whatever, but, you know, fitness and, and, um, sales share a lot of the same requirements, like strong mental discipline, persistence, the ability to kind of grind through. Um, so how much of that has helped you in growing your own business? Like, cause that's no small feat, right. To kind of leave a corporate 
job at a corporate, you know, place, start your own thing and then just like ramble on to the point where what, less than six months later, your day's chock full. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive part because like, you know, ultimately you got two muscles in your head, right? Either I can or I can't. Mm. And you're always feeding one of them at all times. And so, you know, that's why like it's Elevate Fitness Community, fitness, nutrition, and mental discipline, right? It's the mental discipline that you use exercise. If I mean, really discipline is not like this magic thing, you know, it's, yeah, it's invisible. It's a something a term we've come up with to describe just doing things that suck right Mm -hmm. and the more things that you do that you either don't want to do or you know there's good in it and you don't feel like doing it and you just make yourself doing it the more you're feeding that muscle in your brain that says i can right the more that you give into that voice that says this is hard i don't want to do this then the more you're just feeding that muscle that's going to just make you throw in the towel like 50% of the way, right? And success, a lot of times I feel like is 75% and above, you know what I mean? It's that last leg where, you know, things really happen. And like, yeah, I was scared shitless quitting my job, like completely, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm the primary um, breadwinner, whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, bringing home that bacon. You know, my wife, you know, she does really well, super talented, right? She's getting a lot of her stuff together too right now, which is really exciting to see. Um, but you know, it's like, I got my daughter, I got my stepson, I have myself, you know, our clients. Yeah. You're not devoid of responsibility. Yeah. So like making that switch is definitely nerve wracking. But like one of the quotes that I, I got in that guy's group where I learned the online marketing was, you know, you have to run towards resistance. Mm. And so like, if you're not slightly freaked out, then are you even doing anything? You know, it's mm. a real question you have to ask yourself. Like, if you're not uncomfortable, like, what are you doing? Are you really challenging yourself? Because nobody grows inside the space bubble, right? Like, yeah. you grow when you start getting uncomfortable, you start pushing yourself outside of those bounds, and you really actually start challenging yourself. So, like, you know, when I heard that, I'm like, all right, well, I'm kind of scared shitless right now. So <laughs> I must be doing something right. Like, you know, we're moving to uh, Denver in July-ish, you know, June, July, August, probably July. And like one of the main reasons why I want to go out there is because like my, like, I love what I'm doing. I'll help anybody and everybody. But like, if I could put my finger on one thing that would just blow my mind and that would be to do like the fitness testing like the metabolic testing, the nutrition and the training for like extreme sports athletes and for um, uh, fighters. Yeah. Because you know, I love martial arts, do Muay Thai, hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I say, I don't even work out anymore. I train. I don't know what I'm training for. But <laughs> that's what things have evolved into, right? Like yeah. that's how hard I push myself, you know, and within reason, right? You know, more is not always more. So you, know, you have to balance a lot of things out with, um, uh, with exercise, but you know, at the same time, it's like, you, you just, you gotta, you gotta be grinding towards something. You can't just wake up. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to chill with my family and I'm going to go to sleep because I mean, yes, you should always be grateful. Yeah. Always. Yep. Because if you're not grateful for what you have, you, you really can't get anything else. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you cannot accept being mediocre. You can't. And mediocre 
or greatness isn't a million dollars, right? Greatness isn't a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. You know, that's could be part of it, right? Mm. But it holds that term being great or, you know, an authority, whatever it is, like it has a lot of different shapes and forms. And I think it's important to understand that like being popular doesn't make you like you made it. You yeah. Know? I see a lot of stupid people that are very popular. <laughs> yeah. More so now today than ever, right? Ever before. Yeah. They have the biggest platform. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I mean, like, I see it on Facebook, right? Like, I was trying to um, uh, raise money for this girl, McKenna. She had, like, brain cancer, right? And this little girl, I mean, from her hospital bed, is making bracelets with brain cancer to raise money to donate to Duke. Right. So, you know, I did some posts on that and, you know, part of my French, but the fucking cat meme is getting more <laughs> yeah. feedback than this little girl. So like, yeah. you know, I, I love what you're doing and I feel like if you're in a position where people are looking at you, like, yeah, it's your, it's your responsibility to do something with it. Like not yeah. to just be cool. Like you got to do some good with it. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because <clears throat> Yeah, you, you, you made a couple of really interesting points. So it's like identifying that, that it's, it's, it's that constant next step, like stepping over that next line to continue to make yourself uncomfortable. Like pat yourself on the back. Great. I just did that one thing. What's the next thing that I can do that's going to push me out of my comfort zone? I mean, that's something that I've struggled with a lot in my life, just in general, right? Because I'm, uh, somebody who finds comfort in kind of redundancy and routine sometimes, right? And so I can very easily slip into, oh, I'm just doing my thing. You know, I, if I think about like when I sold cell phones at the beginning of my career, I mean, I did that for probably like two or three years too long, you yeah. know, and I should have gotten out of it, but I was just used to it. It was just, I, I was used to the hours. I was used to what I was doing and it felt safe and I didn't really want to rock the boat. And then you start to realize, you know, I looked around and was like, all right, well that lady's 42 and she's been doing it and she's doing what I'm doing. And if I'm not careful, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not what I want for myself when I'm 42 is clocking an old Verizon, you know, off highway 42 in Smithfield. Right. I'm just not trying to live that life. And so, you know, you're absolutely right. You start taking these steps and, I think a big part of, of what's ironic is we've, we've kind of been running these parallel journeys, right? You've kind of been figuring mm -hmm. these things out and you've started a community and, and I've been kind of doing the same thing in my career. And for me, it just started out by just having thoughts about what I was going through and, and like posting it on LinkedIn. And then you start realizing other people feel the same way that you feel and that you have maybe some things that will help other people. And that's really when it turns on, right? Because once you start um, realizing that despite what you think of yourself, other people are looking to you because you've been there and done some things, right? You're that much farther along than they are. So, and, and it's so funny because people ask me, um, you know, like, how do I reach out to somebody and find a mentor? Or how do I reach out and get advice? Let me tell you, everybody loves giving advice. Everybody loves feeling like an authority in their field. 
anytime anybody reaches out to me and it's like, Hey, can I ask you a question about something? I'm like, totally. Yeah. Let's set up a call. <laughs> right. I mean, because it's like, I'm going to, I'm yeah, I'm adding some karma points. I'm good. I know I'm going to be able to help this person. It's like a win, 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 right. For everything. Um, and, and that point you made of, of, kind of identifying that, stepping into that, and then knowing that you kind of have a responsibility to do that. Like the point you were at with, all right, I'm just going to trade stocks online and cash out and like chill for the, for the remainder of my years here. Well, that sounds cool as hell, <laughs> but would that really feed you, right? Would that keep you, you know, engaged in life? No, right? You're not that type of person. And so again, goes back to self-awareness, dude. You're just a very self-aware individual that, you know, you're able to kind of recognize, all right, well, you know, I need to go ahead and make some changes. And I think another big, huge, important part of, of it sounds like both of our journeys has just been seeking out knowledge from, mm -hmm. from, you know, online mentors, speeches, podcasts, you know, whatever it is, just to fill your head with, something other than, you know, the way that we grew up thinking that we were going to get down with life. I mean, you know, for me, it was like a um, hugely helpful to know that, and it sounds corny and I hate calling it like self-help or like self-development, personal development. I hate, I think that's so like corny, um, but, but it's true, right? It, it, it helps shape your path and, and puts you in a different place. Um, and, and obviously, man, you know, it's been fun to watch your journey and to see you building what you're building off of your passion, right? I mean, you're not doing it for any other reason, but because this is what you want to do and you're just going to ride it until the wheels yeah. fall off. It's going down. I mean, I'm, I'm like, part of me thinks like, I've just built like an insanely successful PT business. Like in six months, I'll, I mean, some of these people I'll switch over to virtual coaching but I'm getting ready to give that away to some degree. What I've just freaked out about building, <laughs> moved to Denver to put myself in a position where I can kind of take that next step. You know what I mean? But I'm slightly freaking out. So again, that kind of ties back to you're doing the right I'm thing on the right track. You know what I mean? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm having to stretch myself. I'm being strategic. Like I'm already running ads in Denver from my Facebook group, just so people are starting to see my name. Yep. making connections with people that I'm going to try to partner with when I get out there, like physical therapists, doctors, um, you know, and I have some other things, you know, I'm working on like with the business cards, just to give them out to people when I get there. Yeah. You know I mean, just, you have to give stuff away. So I might just give people sessions, right? Because, you know, when you work for yourself, right, you don't have to give money away. Like when I worked at the gym, I literally had to give like half of my effort to the gym. Yeah. Right. And I didn't feel like what I was giving away, I was getting back an equal return for that. So, yeah. which is why I started my own thing. And I've already got a spot up there that's going to let me run my business out of. Like doing this has forced me to think strategically in a way that like I've never really thought before. I almost feel like quitting, like starting my own business has been like, like that uh, movie Limitless. Where I was just about movie, to say that, dude. Yep. You know? And just... He started thinking different. Like yep. I'm in element because not only am I making things happen, but things are just like, like falling into my lap. Like it's just, it's kind
kind of mind-blowing. Right yeah, it's, it's a strange thing, right? You, uh, and, and it happens in waves and peaks and valleys. But yeah, you, sometimes I've had the experience of like, damn, you know, all right, well, doing the right thing is the right thing. Right. And, and this, this I mean, work that I've put in is now coming back around. Right. It's just, it's, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch. And I think it's just a such, I mean, for anybody, whether you have the mindset of wanting to run your own business one day, or you're a salesperson and you're trying to figure out how the hell to make more money than you did last month. I mean, these kinds of mental principles will serve you well in whatever you're doing. Right. I mean, this type of thinking, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm aware of the time here and uh, I know you're a busy man, but I wanted to make sure that we include like a little tip for the people that are listening when they get done, listen to the podcast, something that they can walk away with and use. I would say some of the two most beneficial things that have been for me are stop asking people for stuff and start giving people stuff, right? You, in order to have a business that's above everybody, like you have to do things that are above everybody, right? Mm. Everybody's asking for shit. So whatever your product is, whatever your business is, like provide, like if you're in car sales, like help people figure out how to get the best damn price for their car. Mm -hmm. If you're a loan officer, like come out with tips that help people get prepared before they buy a house, right? Because we all know what the headaches are of, you know, when they want to figure out like what my grandma gave me like 15 <laughs> years ago, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. as a birthday present or something. So, <laughs> you know, you got to separate yourself. And in this day and age, with the cesspool of stuff that we've got going on, like you got to rise above it. You got to sow good seeds. You got to give stuff to people. And the one thing I can guarantee is if you have something of value, people will come to you guaranteed. I'm living proof of it. And so are countless other people who are doing the same thing. I love it, man. So how can people get in touch with you, man? Follow you, sign up for your motherfucking classes, whatever they want to do. How can they get in touch with you, man? Um, so my email is elevatefitnesscommunity at gmail.com spelled exactly how the words are written. No um, trendy spelling there. No, no uh, shortcuts. Uh, um, and then uh, my Facebook group is Elevate Fitness Community, Fitness, Nutrition, and Mental Discipline. Um, it's a free group. I do weekly videos on all sorts of stuff I do with my clients. Just like we talked about, it's my way of, you know, putting positive things out there to help people. You know, I'd encourage you to start your own group too, right? You know, it's social media is free. Why not yep. take advantage of it? Uh, send me a message on Facebook, Greg Martinez. Call me, 919-436-0274. I mean, I always encourage people, like, if you have questions, you know, there's a lot of gurus out there. There's a lot of people who just like looking at themselves with no shirts on but don't have any real content. You know what I mean? I would love to help you regardless of it is. I mean, literally, I've trained my mom from 72 all the way up to semi-pro athletes down the little kids, right? I mean, I injuries, it. doesn't matter. I love it, man. Uh, thank you so much. And, and before we go, I have to ask you the same question I ask everybody that comes on the Lunch Break podcast. Greg, what is your favorite place to eat lunch, sir? Oh, man. And, I, you know, <laughs> 
a Spanish guy who likes tacos, right? Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. You know what I mean? Oh, way to feed the stereotype, Mr. Martinez. I can't help it, man. It's genetic. My pops is the same way. Um, if you go to Los Cuetes, right next to Red Lobster on um, by Atlantic, right? Yeah, yeah. And North Raleigh, they have the best damn tacos, man. Do yourself That's a it. favor. I love Eat it, man. Tacos. Be happy. <laughs> Perfect advice, dude. Well, Greg, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here, man. I know uh, you got a bunch going on, and I think, geez, what a—I mean, you—you you gave some uh, better sales advice than a lot of these sales gurus that have come on here, man. So I think that just yeah. speaks to uh, the lessons that you've learned. Um, you know, the kind of kind of genuine and authentic person you are, and I really appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming on. It's been an honor, man. Thanks so much. Fantastic. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap up episode 57 of the Lunch Break Podcast, and I'll speak to you guys soon.